0: The TalkSport fan network is proudly
1: supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at Participation Restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Hello, and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, and this week I'm joined by my good pals and co hosts, Ali and Hodgie. You all right, lads. Hello. Hello. Ali, on a scale of one to 10, how shit do you feel today? <laughs> uh, negative 10. I feel like absolute ass, completely.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't know what to do with that information. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ali and I were drowning our sorrows after, again, drawing with Wolves yesterday which will come on 2-2-2 two, two, two draw away at Molyneux but yeah it, it escalated quite quickly didn't it Ali which shows you how far we've come as a team the fact that we're drowning our sorrows after a 2-2 two, two away draw with Wolves so um, <laughs> indeed I remember getting in the cab after the cocktail bar on Bermondsey Street and then nothing else <laughs> but there you go I think there was nothing too discriminating well, I hope not but Hodge was your night anywhere near as eventful as that no,
1: I met up with Grey to have some dinner at his mam's house, because we're catching up about our holiday. Grey, though,
2: who is that? I'm I'm not sure who that person is. <laughs> is, he, is he the guy that used to do the podcast with us? <laughs> He's going to hate you so much. I know. I, know. I think he already does. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, know, I need to be getting another ticket to a tune game soon, so I'll uh, I'll pipe down. Uh, <laughs> and how about you, Will? Look at you jumping in with your shiny napple, you fucking nerd!
3: Oh, exactly. <laughs> I want a I want a permanent feature on this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See man. Honestly, I, I'm so used to just moving straight on after these two, not asking me how I am. Yeah, I felt shy today but done a few odd jobs. I ruined the hoose, potted around, went for a big shop, you know, really exciting stuff. I <laughs> you were going to say something else. <laughs> so did I as well. There was so much emphasis on the shh. Yeah. <laughs> no.
3: I uh, went very, to a very-
0: big shop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Nothing very exciting at all. Caught the second half of the Manchester derby, and that was about it, really, sum total do a bit of shopping online shopping later really exciting stuff but who gives a shit about that let's get straight on with the foosball so 2-2 draw away at molyneux against wolves who seem to really be turning it on at the minute under gary (laughs) o'neill um but probably quite a disappointing result in the end given that we were ahead twice in the game Both times, thanks to Rolls-Royce of a striker, Callum Wilson, who's shouldering the striking duties by himself with Isaac looking like he's going to be out until at least the next international break, I think I saw, Mm. which is annoying and really kind of like shows our frailties up front. I think we definitely need a third striker, but probably a good game for the neutrals, wasn't it, Hodge?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the commentators kept going, oh, we've got such a good game going on. And I was like, we fucking haven't. But yeah, there was and Don there was Goodman <laughs> and his bias again. Mac and bias. There was plenty to talk about, I think, and plenty for people to to watch and marvel at and how bad sometimes the play was. <laughs> I didn't think it was a fantastic game. I think the weather dictated a good bit of play. I think it was quite a difficult conditions. Very, very wet, mm. similar to Dortmund. Obviously, can't play in the rain. We must just have a bunch of pansies wanting to play, man. Get involved <laughs> with the rain and get some big slide tackles. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ever seen that
2: Arsenal fan TV? Yeah. You know that tea yeah. guy who's always blaming that we blame the rain once and he's got mocked for the rest of his life. Don't want <laughs> to be blaming the rain. But yeah, I think a disappointing performance overall as a Newcastle fan and the fact that we couldn't hold on to the leads. But I don't think we really looked that convincing from the offset. But I think it was a, <laughs> a tale of two very well-coached teams, wasn't it, Ali? I think the, the high press being deployed by both sides. Yeah, and I have to say, I think it's the first time I've seen a
3: team do the same to us with that high press, and they were really good at it as well. I thought that Cunha lads was fantastic for Wolves, and I think he made Trippier in parts look a bit weak. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was great to see two very attacking sides going at each other yesterday, and some individual performances to highlight as well. I was going to say Joe Linton start for me, definitely coming back to. His original form, I don't think he was really quite there in the last game, but yeah, he was definitely showing his physical side again yesterday. But um, no, it was, a, it was a well-fought match between two very good teams. And as you say, I think Wolves are coming on the up. They've beaten teams like City
2: at home. They've drawn with Villa. So there are definitely no pushovers, especially at the Molyneux. Yeah, mm, I thought that Pedro Neto lad was fantastic. I wouldn't mind seeing him in a Newcastle United shirt on that right-hand side. Could be a good replacement for Miggy. I think he did his hamstring at the end, didn't he? He did. Yeah, really good point, Andrew Linton. It's good. I think we were both saying the pub yesterday, Ali, he was just, he's there yeah. everywhere. Like, he's always there, mopping it up, uh, picking the ball up. He's really calm on the ball, really calming presence and really commanding presence. So, really good to have him back, especially with Tenali now out for 10 months. I think his ban came into effect on Friday, didn't it? Day before the fucking Newcastle game. Great. Touching on Trippier for a second, there. he was very far away from having his best game for Newcastle. I think he was quite poor on the day. Obviously, their corner to get them back into the game at 1-1. That Lamina kind of just runs in at the back post and and Trippier's kind of just run over. Really wasn't very convincing. I don't think quite a few wayward passes. don't think our set pieces were, were there again. Um, but you can't blame him, can you, Hodge? I mean, he's consistently one of the highest-performing players in the league, never mind Newcastle United, we're probably going to allow Armour to take the foot off the pedal for one game, aren't we?
1: It could have one game off, that'll do.
0: <laughs> I think
1: it's, it's obviously taken its toll have, playing all these games and obviously being quite thin on the ground, there's no real, well, I suppose might be a, a replacement for the Trippier in in like Livermendo, Kino. for example, or even Emile Kraft was on the bench yesterday amongst about six other right-back and left-back positions. Yeah, just I was a bit miffed early doors. And I think one of the tactical things was Miggy was playing a lot more inside than where he has normally been, which is outside. Closer to the touchline, which is usually Trippier's kind of ball up. Miggy will hold it or pop it into Grimara's and then Trippier will make that continue, that run round and, and get the ball back. And that just didn't really seem to click. I don't know. If Wolves' kind of tactics were forcing that and have some stats on Miggy playing slightly inside Mm. and not further wide, it might be something that they try to do. But yeah, just couldn't really get anything going, unfortunately. And I think there was a couple of other people who were a little bit wayward passing or keeping the ball too long. Yeah, it just got us into a little bit of trouble sometimes. And we just like kind of the Dortmund game, I guess, they forced a break quite quickly. And usually on the halfway line or in our own half, which is annoying. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. We talk about kind of the, the key events in the
2: match. Wilson takes us 1-0 ahead with a really smart finish, actually. I think it was a ball in from Gordon, causes a bit of chaos. The keeper doesn't deal with it. All the Wolves players are shouting that it should have been a foul on the goalkeeper, but he wasn't protected this time. It was just a bad call to try and claim it. I don't know who it was that was underneath it causing trouble. Might have been Miggy, but within his rights to stand there and try and challenge for the ball. Pops off to Wilson. He has a one crack at it, and then... He probably misses the really easy one, which is just slotting it home. Mm. And then it pops up and he kind of half bicycle kick. Really, really smart finish, I think, right in front of the Newcastle fans. Good finish from him. And then if we talk about the Newcastle girls in particular, there was obviously quite a lot of controversy. I think VAR took their sweet time on the penalty call, but is it Huang Hee Chan? He kind of dillies and dallies with the ball in the box. A poor touch from him allows Fabian Cher to just nick in ahead of it. And then Huang He-Chan, I think, ends up kicking Cher and he goes down in the box. And the ref gives it a penalty. Now, Ali, you thought this was a controversial call. You think the, the Wolves fans were probably right to be angry about it? I thought it was a peno, But what? yeah, what were your thoughts? I think when I first looked at it, yeah, I thought it was immediately a penalty.
3: And then when I saw more of the replays, I thought this is a very, very soft decision. And if the shoe was on the other foot, I think I would be fuming, you know, if that had been given against us. So, um, yeah, I, I can kind of see why if you were a Wolves fan and you saw that decision, you'd be quite upset by it. It probably is a penalty, but it is one of the softest ones I've ever seen. But I think the way that Shaw went to go and get the ball, he
2: probably does get slightly clipped. But I can see why you'd probably be a bit upset. Yeah, I thought it was a really smart play from Fabian Cher, who, again, I thought had quite a good game yesterday. Oh, there he is, Ali with his dog toe oh, again. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hodge, Ali and I were obviously discussing this at the pub yesterday. What were your thoughts on the penalty call? Uh,
1: I mean, I don't think it's a penalty. I don't actually think he touches him really, or enough significant for a shot to uh, topple over as he did. But if we're looking at how the referee called it and how VAR's been played, he's played a textbook. In real time, the referee's gone, I think that's a penalty yeah fantastic and then they reviewed it and is there significant evidence to overturn his decision and maybe it's maybe it's not it's uh, that's that's a little bit in in with the var team themselves if the maybe's had some mics and stuff we could probably get yeah, dive yeah. a little bit deeper into it and we could hear what they're talking about but it's worked in the way that var was kind of designed to work which i think you can't really complain at and i think mm. i mean if i was looking at that i think i would have probably turned it over in my impartial view i thought it was a pen i, I, I don't
2: know if um Obviously, Rose-tinted glasses, very biased, but I I thought it was a pen. I thought it was a good play from Cher, but yeah, you're right. The the referee should be probably giving it, if there's a doubt in his mind, give it, and then to right, if you can, overturn it with VAR. What it's there for? Yeah, exactly. Rather than not giving the pen and then leaving them in a really difficult situation of having to then overturn the ref's decision and award it, he did it the right way. I don't think they would have done
1: if it was either way around. They wouldn't have given that penalty.
2: I don't think they would have done either which absolutely benefited us this time, which yeah. is great. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough, and we ended up conceding in the 71st minute. So what turned out to be quite a good goal from them, which is frustrating, but I thought it was just a combination of errors, really. It came from a free kick initially that I think was cheaply given away by I can't remember who.
1: Nick punches it out, doesn't he, from the- yeah, Yeah, well, I think
2: he probably could have taken it and just caught it but then it's good dribbling from them on that right-hand side. I think you've got like Bruno, Miggy, you've got everyone trying to tackle him, no one making a clean tackle. Chops inside, I think he sends Dan Byrne for a hot dog and he slots it past <laughs> Nick Pope. But yeah. quite a frustrating one, I think, to allow them to look really good and dribble it all the way pretty much into the goal, wasn't it, Ali?
3: Yeah, it was. But as you rightly say, look, it's a really well-taken goal. And yeah, when you look at the build-up, you could partly say that Pope should have caught it, and I think he should have. And yeah, as you say, just really good dribbling on the right-hand side. And I think, you know, when you look at the, the 20 minutes or so prior to that goal, you'd argue and say that Wolves are probably wanting to win more. So yeah, I think it was coming. I certainly wasn't surprised to see them score. And especially after our run of games recently, we just seem to be quite tired in the last 15, 20 minutes of games these days. But that's just the nature of the situation that we find ourselves in, where we're kind of fighting on three fronts with the Champions League, the Carabao Cup and and the Premier League, of course. Again, it's just frustrating. Thankfully, it wasn't like a 91st minute equaliser like it was at West Ham. I think that one hurts slightly more, just given the the time which we conceded. But it is what it is. Again, a very hard place to go to. So the fact we've come away with a point, I can't complain. Yeah,
2: and we stay sixth in the league as well, which is good. Yeah. But there's a bit of a gap opening up between us in 6th and, and Villa in 5th. Yeah, I think there's a five-point gap now. I think they're on 22, we're on 17. So we need to try and close that gap as much as we can. But I actually saw somewhere today
3: that... I think this is our best start to a season since 2011-12,
2: which was, I think, was the Pardew? Yeah, when we got qualified for Europa, that one, wasn't it? Was that when we had Bar, Cisse, and Ben Arthur as the front three? Yeah. Five, man imagine the do they they're amazing honestly but talking about good strikers obviously Callum Wilson uh, gets his I think 44th and 45th goal for Newcastle in the league which takes yep. him above Andy Cole
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and yes. is now third behind obviously Shearer and Peter Beardsley as well so I think he'll probably do that this season, won't he? I think Beardsley's on 48 goals in the Prem for Newcastle. Yeah, So three more to equal him and then another one to get him ahead of that and make him our second highest scoring Premier League striker ever, which is mad to say, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. Uh, Underrated, massively underrated, Callum Wilson. Unlucky number 13, penalty as well, nearly. Um, Yeah, he felt like the nerves got to him a little bit, the mind games a little bit, but yeah, he fortunately hits it with enough power. Jose Sarves, he gets a a meaty hand to it, but it wasn't enough to stop it going in. He's from Coventry, isn't he, Callum Wilson? He is, yeah. In the Midlands. (laughs) I don't know why, I thought you were going to say Jose-san, I just thought...
3: Why is he is ready, coventry?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Wilson enjoyed that very much. He was I think he was winding the Wolves fans up. I don't know if there's a, a Wolves Coventry derby or if there's like a, a rivalry between those two, but I think he quite enjoyed that. But yeah, not the most convincing pen, was it, Hodge? No. And when
1: Sky Sports put that taken twelve, scored twelve, I was I like, know, fuck. I, know. I was like, you're just doing this. Yeah. Wind me up. Yeah, like I could definitely see you missing after that, and I mean, Saar made it, made his best efforts to get it, and got a strong hand to it, but just to, powerful enough just to go in. But I didn't want to watch that penalty; like I knew it was going to be a very important one for us.
2: Yeah, Ali and I were bricking ourselves in the pub, very, very nervous. Yep. Um, speaking of, when are we going to see a fucking Newcastle player get a hat trick? Honestly, <laughs> I'd I'd like to know yeah. who was the last Newcastle United player to get a hat trick in the Prem. See if I can do a quick Google and have a look. Should we all put our guesses in? I want to say Wynaldum. Oh, from fucking ages ago, you reckon? When he got four goals against Norwich.
3: Yeah, I can't think of anybody since then. Obviously in the Premiership, not in, not in the Premier
2: League, sorry, not Championship. Who would you guess, Hodge, before you find it? Well, I, don't, I... Could be Wynaldum.
1: you know. It could be. I'm, I'm literally, I mean, I'm already on the list of people. It looks like Wynaldum versus Norwich, where he scored four. Aye. What year was that? Twenty ten? Carroll, uh, 2015. Fucking hell. Iose Perez versus Southampton 2019. 23rd of April 2019, three goals. Oh, there you go. That's a bit better.
3: Oh, wow. Well, okay.
1: That might be
2: in Cup. Was that a champ game? No, I think that's the, that's the league. Yeah, Premier League hat tricks.
1: So, what have we got? But a lot of them are from 90s. <laughs> <laughs> you got Shearer 99, Beardsley 93, Cole 93, and 94, Les Ferdinand. Ha <laughs> ha!
3: Christ alive. Leon life. Best. I think I was there when
2: Leon Best got his hat-trick. I think it was against West Ham. Yeah, it was against West Ham, mate. Look at that rain
3: oh,
1: yeah, man knowledge.
2: over here. <laughs> so last one was Ioz Perez versus Southampton 2019. I think we're a uh, long overdue a Prem hat-trick now, aren't we? You know? Overall thoughts, probably disappointing... To not maintain the lead and come away with all three points. But I think the competitiveness in the Premier League this season and the style of football that Wills are playing at the moment, you've probably got to be pleased objectively with one point on the road, don't we?
1: I'd like to put a question to you though. Go on then. Huang Hee Chan has scored four goals in five games for Newcastle United. Is he worth a steal in January potentially?
2: Well, he scored four in five goals against us. Yep. Yep. Fucking hell. Wow. It's mad how all these players have like good runs against bogey teams, (laughs) but no, no, but you know how every player enjoys, like, uh, Callum Wilson always scores against West Ham, for example. Yeah. Like, Huang Hee chan always yeah. Oh, there you go, Ali. Getting excited again. <laughs> <laughs> I am.
0: Sorry,
1: nice.
2: <laughs> I always find it mad that, like, individual players will have certain teams they like playing against. Like, how the fuck does that even happen? Um, is he worth a steal? I don't know. I think the level we are at now, we're probably going to be going for higher caliber players than him. What were your thoughts, Hodge?
1: I just think he's quite a consistent performer and someone who has rarely had any kind of proper injury troubles. So I'm just kind of thinking about bolstering team and doing something similar to when we took uh, Chris Wood off Burnley. I know we're not not quite in the same situation, but... I thought it was quite similar with uh, when we bought Ryan Taylor.
3: Because he always kept scoring, he always kept banging free kicks against yeah. us for Wigan. And I thought, oh, i please pleased
1: with taking them off their hands. But like I mentioned before, if you look at who was on our bench, we had two goalkeepers. Mm. And then we had Livermento, right back, Lewis Hall, left back, Kraft, right back, Target, left back, Matt Ritchie, pretty much a left back nowadays, Paul Dummett, left back. And then Willick, who came on because yeah. he was the only outlet we could probably put forward. So it's going to be interesting <laughs> times, especially with our injuries coming up with with how the games go. I just kind of want us to throw any cup fixtures, I think, apart from the Champions League, personally, but we all know that.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I think you touched on a good point, which is up front, we're looking quite threadbare now. Obviously, that's because of injuries. But, Ali, would you like to see us strengthen up front? I mean, is a third striker on the cards for you in January? Like, where do we need to bring in reinforcements if we do? Yeah, I definitely think when you look at Wilson and Isaac,
3: I don't think Isaac was known to be injury-prone, but obviously this season he's got a reoccurring groin injury. I think this is the second time it's kind of flared up. And we all kind of know that Callum Wilson probably has a good run of games in him, and then maybe after 5-6, I think he starts looking a bit on the injured side. But just to be safe, I think we should be looking in the January transfer window for a third striker. Maybe stealing Juan Li-Chan is quite a decent idea. Certainly fits the mould of what we'd kind of look for in a striker at Newcastle, but I would say we probably want to strengthen on the right-hand side as well. We need somebody who can run to the byline as well and cross it in, as opposed to trying to cut inside on and take it on the left like Miggy loves to do. You know, I think those two positions, and it looks like we might be trying to get Ruben Neves. That's going to piss off so many people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's been such a little flirt recently. Apparently says he would love to have a dream loan move to Newcastle in the January transfer window. I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure you used to slate <laughs> yeah. us. Uh, oh, yeah, Lombard he did yeah. Time, So, he did, yeah. well, what's, what's this about? A dream loan move. Also, who has a dream loan move? Imagine, like, waking up being like, do you know what? I really want to go on a loan. That's Where would I your
2: dream loan move be, Ellie? I would always be Newcastle. Imagine that. Goodness Where are being me. loaned from, though? Like, Port Vale or something? No, just this oh. front room.
1: <laughs> uh, we've seen some of your skill videos you used to do as a kid on Facebook so we thought we'd you a chance lad. <laughs> yeah. Did you not see that I posted
2: the other day on Facebook? I I've, I've just got onto uh, Ruben Neves's Wikipedia page and it says current team Newcastle.
1: Is it? I love it when people edit shit like that.
2: Are they going to say, like, somebody edited saying, and he loves That's <laughs> 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 yeah. normally what they say. so good. I think that'll be a tasty little loan move. I think Al hilal are they one of the teams owned by PIP? Oh, probably one of the four, or they've five. Got four, they've got four, haven't they? Yeah. It's like a quarter of the league or some yeah. shit. Yeah, it like. is. Public investment fund, 75%. That's what Neymar's at as well. Crazy. It is, yeah. See, I'd quite like us to go in for someone like an Eddie Nketiah. I think he'd be really good for us. Like, typically played second fiddle, Prem experience would probably come quite cheap relative to total market and will deliver for you consistently. Him and a team like us would look really good, I think. I mean, Hodge, what are your thoughts? Obviously, January's just around the corner now, really. Can you see us strengthening?
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much we've got to spend and what FFP is going to allow us to do, but I think someone of the ilk of Inketia would be a good shout he has played second fiddle but if he's playing second fiddle and we buy him he's probably going to be thinking well I'm going to get a bit more chance here but being a fan of his for a while since he's been absolutely just breaking goals in left right and center in the Carabao Cup and I think an FA Cup whenever he's getting given a start for Arsenal so it's definitely a pick me pick me moment for him which has obviously helped now that he's getting into the fold there we're tout a little bit with Smith Rowe again whether he'd want to come up all the way up here I'd, I'd I don't really know where would he really fit. He'd probably put him instead of Miggy. Or I'd say maybe he's on that side, but I think he likes a more central role. So I think someone who can really strengthen the right-hand side and the striker. I think defence, we're okay at the minute. Yeah, It's come out that Eddie Howe really does rate target quite highly and that he might get a, a start or two soon, which is really good news to hear as well. So yeah, for me, I think it's the it's the it's the right-hand side and the top positions in the pitch for me i agree
2: right okay we'll go to a quick break now and then we'll come back with our thoughts ahead of the man united game
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. App participates in restaurants. 18+. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Okie dokie, we're back. Quickly, before we get into the Man United predictions, or predicans, as Hodgie would say, Brilliant. we'll do the quick social plugs. as we, Sorry, we. I forgot to do them last time, as I forgot to do a break as well. So you can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms, ACAST, Spotify, Apple Podcast, et cetera, et cetera. We'd really appreciate it if you could follow us. And if you're feeling super generous, a five-star rating or review, you can find our podcast on Twitter at TOTT Podcast, on Instagram at TOTT underscore podcast, and on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune Podcast. <sighs> and breathe. Right. Next up, Man United away from home at the round of 16 of the EFL Cup or the Carabao Cup to you and I. It's obviously a repeat of the final from last year that we disappointingly lost 2-0. Ali, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts ahead of the round of 16 game against Man United? I did watch
3: the match today. And actually, in fact, just before we started as pods, what I'd normally like to do is watch Mark Goldbridge kind of have a bit of a knee <laughs> breakdown after most Man United losses. Um, maybe that just says a lot about me because I wasn't happy about us drawing with Wolves and I like to see the demise of other <laughs> club fans. Quite sadistic in a way, really. But yeah, I, I would like to see us go to Old Trafford and try and get a win. I think it's certainly not out of the realms of possibility. I definitely think we have a chance. We've got the team for it. I think when I looked at Man United's team on paper, it didn't look that strong. And I'd like to think there are some cracks showing. I don't know if you kind of saw Anthony being really wound up earlier. I can't stand him. Yeah, I know. He's a twat. Yeah, exactly. And he's as well, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. 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 So yeah, I think we can go there and try and get under their skin a little bit and try and come away with a a 1-0 win potentially. Don't want to give away my predictions too early, but (laughs) yeah, I'd like to see us go there for a win. And I think I I saw today that after today's game, Man United have now lost as many home games since uh, Alex Ferguson left as what they did when Alex Ferguson was there for those 26 years, which, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy stuff, to be honest. I can see them
2: losing again, potentially on Wednesday, but... Fingers crossed, you know, anything can happen. Hodge, do you think it'll be revenge for last year or could you see this being the end of our Cup run? I mean,
1: you know my opinions on on this uh, Carabao Cup this year. I think we just play a young team, get out of it early. If we continue to try and push and strive to win every single game and we're putting a team out that is gunning for the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, I think it's really going to knacker us a little bit later on in the season. I think what we do is we get out of certain things now and then we don't have as much of a taxing end-of-season run-in. And I think we also just use this game as a bedding ground for, for some of the other names that are in and around, maybe as a first-team start sometime soon. Like Livermore, I think, should probably get a nod ahead of Trips, and I think probably see Target play at left-back. I'm not quite sure who'll come in as centre-back, but yeah, give give some boys a bit of a rest. Probably Paul Dummett again, won't it? Yeah, and maybe he's even just... Put Miley up top and just get him to play a game at Old Trafford.
2: Well, we rotated the squad quite heavily in the previous game against City, didn't we? We did, but yeah. we ended up winning that one. So, yeah, I think some rotation is inevitable, especially with the fixtures coming thick and fast. With Arsenal at the weekend and then Dortmund away three days later, we're going to need to rotate this squad. But we're a bit thin on the ground now, so we've got important fixtures, man. We need to, yeah, absolutely need to. But so it'll be interesting to see what what Howe does with the team coming down to the brass taxes of it. Hodgie, what are your score predictions or predictions for the Man United game?
1: If we go with what I'm thinking, where we'll play a, a slightly well weaker team or a B team, I think we'll probably get beat because I think they want or they need to. <laughs> I think Ten Hard needs to win again game yeah, uh, to come back after. So I think you will probably play a decently strong side for him to get a chance to get into the quarters. So 3-0 Man United, I think. Man United, wow. Pains me to say that, Like, but yeah. trousers, trousers. Yeah, I'm hoping that we throw it, pretty much.
3: Ali, you said 1-0, right, to Newcastle? Yeah, I think it'll be 1-0 to Newcastle. I do agree that they'll probably field a much stronger side, but I don't know. I think we could do a smash
2: and grab at Old Trafford. You'd love to see it. I know, I would. So yeah. I'm going to go 0-0 and then Newcastle to progress on penalties. Oof, something a bit different, you know what I mean? That's what people come here didn't expect from us, really, isn't it? <laughs> Just crazy cats. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We should probably wrap it up now, and then we will be back recording after the Arsenal game on Saturday, the 4th of November, so likely to see something early the following week,
3: I would say. Do we also want to throw an Arsenal prediction
2: in the mix? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who, who's in charge here, me or the devil? <laughs> You can't, well, feel like we have to now. There we go, then. Well, That's what we're going to do. Go on, then, Ali. Oh, oh It's going to be a 2-0 loss, actually. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Hodgie, Arsenal? Oh, God. Uh, that's going to be a very tricky game, isn't it? I think. Oh, God. 1-0, oh, Arsenal.
2: Oh, shit. Fucking hell. 2-1 there. Double whammy. Mm. I'm going to say 0-0. Uh, I think we'll both try and grind out a result. I don't think they were that convincing against Chelsea, but managed to scrape through. Um, so I'm going to say no, no. Anything else you want to add, Ali, or can I fucking wrap it up now? <laughs> can I? You can wrap it up now, son. Thanks, man. Thanks very much. <laughs> right. I guess all that leaves us to do is say thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye, driver.
0: Ooh, me lads, you sure